Good morning. Morning. Shall we sing our praise? Shall we begin our worship? We just stand and sing with us, please. Three, four, and. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Halotus Hills United Methodist Church. We are a vibrant spiritual community learning to love God, love others, and serve the world. I am Sharon Fitzpatrick, and I am the lay leader here at United Hills. And um, I wanted to tell you a little bit how I came, came to become a member of this church. Um, I uh, also am the holy yoga instructor. We meet, I'm going to do a little commercial here, <laughs> Monday, <laughs> Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we meet in the fellowship hall from 9.30 to 10.30, and uh, we stretch, and we uh, worship the Lord through holy yoga, and uh, it has been a true blessing to be here at the church. I was invited by Gail Scruber and Doris Barthold when I used to teach over at the community center over across from O'Connor High School, and they asked if I would come teach a class on Monday. So uh, they checked it out with Melanie, and she said, yeah, that would be fine. And I started coming. I started coming to church. Here I am. Anyway, I love, I love the church. I love the people I uh, get to worship with, and I consider you my family. But anyway, I hope you feel welcome here today. 
And uh, as Christ welcomed us with open hearts and open arms, we too welcome you. Wherever you have been, whatever you have done, no matter what your past or present, you have a future. Christ came, lived, and died, and rose again to ensure that future. If you're a first-time visitor, please let us know by filling out the blue card. And they're found in the pew pockets. You can return them to the offering box that is in the back, or actually the front, when you come in at the Welcome Center. Uh, now we have a few announcements. Uh, we would like to share these announcements with you so you'll know what's going on in the life of the church. We are a praying church, and you will find a prayer request card located in the pew pocket, and you may return them in the offering box again in the Welcome Center. You'll also find a QR code in the pew pocket if you would like an electronic bulletin. Use your smart device to click on the QR code and you will be transported to the web page where you will find the bulletin, prayer requests, and other information about our church and ways to give. We are so excited to hold our pumpkin patch in the month of October and we will need the church to mobilize for this great effort. Our pumpkin patch co-leaders are Susan Flores and Jill Hampel and they are hosting a planning meeting after today's service, the 11 o'clock service. Please come and help us have the best pumpkin patch ever. They are even supplying food. So that's always a good thing. Okay. Ooh, ah. <laughs> the, other, the other thing to, to prepare for the pumpkin patch, we are going to have a church cleanup day on 9-17 beginning at 9 o'clock. And I imagine there's going to be some food around that too. They haven't said it, but I have a feeling. Um, every Sunday, Pastor Cheryl invites you to coffee and donuts with the pastor in her office down the hallway behind the Welcome Center from 1015 to 1045. Anyone who wants information about the life of the church or want to know more about Holotus Hills is welcome to join in. And there are Krispy Kremes. Just, want, just wanted you to know that. <laughs> now, Jesse Spina has some, uh, the director of Christian Education will share some announcements. that all of our uh, announcements involve food in some way, shape, or form. I, if there's food, they will come. Um, so we have safe gatherings training this afternoon um, from 1.30 to 3.30. So after our pumpkin patch meeting, if you are interested in getting started in your safe gatherings journey so you can help make this a safe place for all people who walk in through our doors, uh, please come see me during Sunday school so I can uh, talk to you and let you know what we need to do to get that started. Um, and that way, in case you want to stay at Pumpkin Patch, you can stay there, and we can get the ball rolling on safe gatherings also. But if you um, can't do that, if you feel like you want to come up 1.30, that's fine too. I will, I will find a way. We will be here, and we will get you signed up to start that journey. We um, will complete our training on Thursday of this week from 6 to 8 p.m., so that's the 8th from 6 to 8 p.m., uh, and you, so you can get all of your safe gatherings training all at once, and it is a super important ministry to make sure that we are protecting the vulnerable populations inside of our church, because as we demonstrated last week at both services, we all fall into the category as a, of a vulnerable person at some point in our life. If you've ever had a really bad illness and you couldn't take care of yourself, guess what? You fell into that category. If you were ever a child, you fell into that category. And I know that everyone in here has fallen into one of those two things at one point in their life. So we all have ne had the need to um, have somebody take care of us and keep us safe. Um, also, we are volunteering um, at Haven for Hope, their community kitchen, downtown on the 10th from um, 3 to 7 p.m. 
It is run by the San Antonio Food Bank and something that we talked about and explored the last time we did group volunteering with the San Antonio Food Bank. If you'd like to join us and help out preparing dinner at the community kitchen, you have to pre-register through them. So please contact me, email me at children at hhumc.com or throw something at me as I'm walking out of service today so I can get that information to you. Our sign-up ends on the 7th and we lose our reserved spots. At this time, we have 13 open spots. So there's plenty of space for people who want to come and help out and serve our community that way. Also, we are collecting candy and prizes and stickers and whatever you feel like spoiling the kids of our community with for <coughs> Trunk or Treat. Our Trunk or Treat is going to be on the 22nd. Currently, we're planning on having it here. We are hoping that maybe O'Connor High School will open up, but we are having it here if they don't. So we are gonna, we're gonna go big, we're gonna plan it out. Uh, I've already talked to my pumpkin patch ladies and they, uh, they're ready for the whirlwind that's gonna happen. And that means that we need to prepare for it. Um, Halloween stuff's already out in the stores. Uh, so if you are ready to donate candy or um, prizes, we would love to have them, or decorations. So we can make this a wonderful event for our community and we can reach out and say, hey, we're a part of your community. We're here and we want to welcome you. And that's really what Pumpkin Patch is all about and what Trunk or Treat's all about. So I hope that you guys will consider coming to the meeting today for Pumpkin Patch and donating for Trunk or Treat. Thank you. Okay, we will now welcome the light of Christ. If you'll please stand. seated. The scripture reading today is found in Matthew 7 verses 7 through 11 and if you would like to use your pew Bible it's on page 883. Ask and it will be given to you. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and everyone who searches finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asked for bread, would give him a stone? Or if the child asked for a fish, would give a snake? If you then, who are evil, know how to give, give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? The word of God for the people of God. Uh, let's uh, join in prayer. Lord of heaven and earth, we gather in your presence with thanksgiving and praise for the way in which you have revealed yourself to us. Through Jesus Christ, your son, we have come to know and love you. We have seen your love and mercy in action. We have caught a glimpse of your heart, and we have heard the call to follow. Continue to reveal yourself to us as we worship. May your Holy Spirit open your minds and hearts to your presence here and to the word that you have for us this morning. 
We long to meet you here and to know you better. In the name of Jesus Christ, your Son and our Savior, amen. the kiddos to exit out the back for spark worship anybody fifth uh, kinder through fifth grade who would like to join us thank you jesse we're just gonna stay here and have fun this is the adult version of spark i'm pastor cheryl and i am the blessed person who gets to lead you in prayers and be part of your church community for the prayers of the people as is your custom we bring the microphone around when you raise your hand. If you have a prayer request, Randy will run up to you, kind of like, let's make a deal. <laughs> he doesn't do running, he said. <laughs> He's going to walk really fast and proudly to you. Um, please give your name and that which you would like us to pray about, and then we will add you to our prayer list, which will be shared yes. um, with our prayer team. <laughs> Sorry, Randy, we couldn't hear you earlier. Did you say you would want her to run up? Okay. So if you have a prayer request, please raise your hand and let us know.
Uh, my name is Carol Sutherland. Um, I would like prayer request for family and friends traveling all the way from Boise uh, to celebrate Bobby's 70-something birthday <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> well, this will be a praise. Halsey's back. I'm glad to see him. Glad to have you back. Halsey's are back. All right, so we've got two praises. Lord, hear our praise. By the way, travel mercies for Patty and I. Travel we'll mercies the next two for Randy and Patty as they travel Arizona, Arizona. for the next two weeks. Mm -hmm. Lord, hear our prayers. Um, I've been talking about my cousin Jan and her husband Mike, who has been had been uh, in ICU since the end of June. Uh, uh, Friday afternoon, he did pass, and uh, it went very. It was very easy because I think the Lord was ready for him and he was ready for the Lord. But anyway, I want to thank everyone for all the prayers and uh, just continue praying for the family. Lord, hear our prayers. We have a praise that, uh, that Andrew got to Italy safely and uh, everything's going well except for he didn't get his bags. So it's going to be another two to three days for his luggage. <laughs> well, that we can pray about. Lord, hear our prayers and our praise that he got there safe. Any other prayers? There's Susan way back there, Randy. I think you can count this towards your steps. My daughter and her husband are in Houston uh, with the triplets, a prayer for them to get home safely. Anybody else up front? <laughs> so we're praying for Holly's uh, daughter and husband coming home from Houston safely. Lord, hear our prayers. I'd like to lift up my coworker, Craig, who has stage four pancreatic cancer. And he's started treatments this last week, but it's going to go on for two or three months. And I, I pray, pray for a full recovery because God is good, and he accepts God as his Savior, or Jesus as his Savior. So we're praying for a full recovery. Lord, hear our prayers. Come on, Natalie, you want to bring him up front again? No. <laughs> she said she's good. All right, then let's just go before God for a few moments in our own minds and hearts that we might bring before God our deepest needs and prayer requests. Let us pray.
As we continue in prayer, we thank you, God, for your promise of plans for our welfare and not harm, granting us a future with hope. You gave these words so long ago to the prophet Jeremiah to share with the people of Israel who were in exile, away from their homes. Thank you that you also give us these words today. You are the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And we are so thankful that because of Jesus, you are our God as well. We have been grafted into your family, and you are indeed the Lord of all. We surrender our hearts and our lives to you. And we know that even when we do not see the way, we trust that you are guiding us and will protect us. We thank you and praise you as we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Savior. And let all who agree say amen. Amen. So my nephew, Devin, when he was about seven or eight years old, had an endless stream of knock-knock jokes. Did your kids do that? And most of them were real groaners, like this. Knock-knock, Aunt Cheryl, into which I would reply, who's there? And Devin would say, old lady. And I'd say, old lady who? And he'd say, you, Aunt Cheryl. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, it gets worse. Knock, knock. Cow goes. Cow doesn't go who, it goes moo. Knock, knock. Boo. Why are you crying? Knock, knock. Banana. Knock, knock. Banana. Natalie's doing it. Knock, knock. Banana. Knock, knock. Orange. Orange, you glad I didn't say banana? <laughs> knock, knock. <laughs> Orange. Orange, you glad this is the last knock, knock joke? <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> See, so Devin would play these games over and over and over, and you know, it never failed. I would say, who's there? Right? Well, it kind of reminds me of our scripture today that we heard Sharon read when, it, when Jesus said, knock, knock, knock. So let's now listen to what Jeremiah says, the prophet Jeremiah, in Jeremiah 29, verses 11 through 13. In your pew Bible, actually, if you want to look at the pew Bible, it's on page 717. And here are these words from the prophet Jeremiah to the people of Israel. For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare and not harm, to give you a future with hope. And then when you call upon me and come and pray to me, I will hear you. When you search for me, you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. This is the word of God for the people of God. Jeremiah, he was known as the weeping prophet. Maybe you didn't know this. The prophets usually had some sort of moniker name for what they did. Like Isaiah at one time was known as the naked prophet because he preached without clothes for three years. I know. It's horrifying. Could you imagine? (laughs) So Jeremiah, known as the weeping prophet because he spent much of his career as a prophet so sad and forlorn because he kept trying to warn the people of Israel. They had strayed far away from God. They weren't doing what he, what he thought 
and God told him they wanted to do. They were an evil people. And he tried to avert the problem with the Babylonians in the captivity that they would face. He warned them time and time again, if you don't clean up your act, something bad's going to happen. And it did. His warnings went unheeded. And the Israelites continued not following God's commands. They were involved with idolatry. They were doing evil things. And as much as Jeremiah tried to warn them, it did not change their ways. As much as he tried to tell them, you're going to be punished by God, they did not change their ways. And then the king, Nebuchadnezzar, he was the king of Babylon, conquered Judah and Jerusalem, and the people, as was the time, they would be carried off into slavery. The people of Israel were taken from Israel and to Babylonia, and they were enslaved. And into that enslavery, they were there for 70 years. This is who Jeremiah was writing to. It didn't seem like a happy time. Sometimes we see that verse up there and we're like, God's going to give us hope in a future. Well, they were in the dumps. They needed hope with a future. They needed to know that God would eventually redeem them from the pit. And these people were struggling. Do you know what it's like to struggle like that? Maybe you feel like that. You've been in Babylonia for the last 70 years. These verses are a powerful reminder that God is in control, even when it doesn't seem like it. Eventually, God, in God's faithfulness, fulfilled his promise when he pulled them out of captivity, when he asked them to pray and search for God with their whole heart. And even in the dark and difficult situations, we have hope that God will make a way no matter what the circumstances. Can I get an amen to that? I'll tell you, sometimes I read this and I think, oh, life is hard. And then I read about the, the Israelites captive in Babylon. We don't have it hard at all. Now, Jeremiah's advice to those people then and to us as well is to seek God and persevere. Continue to pray. And Jesus gave us similar advice in Matthew chapter 7, 7 through 11, that Sharon just read to us this morning. Jesus is not just telling his disciples and followers. He's telling us how to pray. How should we pray if you want to see answered prayers? So here Jesus says to them, and it's for us too today, ask. Ask. That's the first thing we must do is ask. Jesus wants us to, to know that no matter what, there is no such thing as a dumb question. There is no such thing as a dumb prayer. He knows that we need to grow in our faith. And we may have difficulty articulating our prayer requests, but it's important to communicate our prayer needs to God. Jesus says, ask. And then he tells us what to do. Now, it's not that God's unaware of our needs, because God knows what we need even before we ask. Matthew 6, 8 says that. But just like we talk over issues with our spouse or our best friend or our children, we need to be able to communicate. And so we ask God in faith for these things. The first step is 
I wanted to see if you're paying attention. Thank you. The first step, Jesus said, is ask. There was a clergyman in the 1880s. His name was George Mueller. Mueller? Mueller? Anyway, George Mueller was married to Mary Mueller, and he was a clergyman, and he created something called uh, Ashley Downs in 1936 in Bristol, England. Reverend Mueller was known to be a man of prayer. He entrusted God with everything. He felt like God said to him, never ask for donations. Pray. Pray, and I'll respond. I haven't felt that calling yet, Gail. I'm just saying. I just haven't felt that. So he started this orphanage, and at one day he had 110 orphans, and they had no food. And so he called all the orphans together and his wife, and they sat down at the table, the empty table with no provisions, and prayed. They sat there expecting God to answer this prayer. How many among us have that kind of courage? And as they sat and as they waited, guess what happened? There was a knock on the door. This is a true story. Knock on the door. He opens the door. It was the milkman who was driving his milk cart past the orphanage. The wheel broke. And the milkman said, I've got all this milk here, and I can't even repair my wagon unless you come and take the milk. Can I please give you this milk? <laughs> Reverend Mueller said, okay, and got all the milk inside, and all the orphans had their milk. Pretty soon there was another on the door, for real. He opened the door. It was the baker. And the baker said, I don't know why, but God told me at 5 o'clock this morning I need to make extra loaves of bread, and here they are for you. Can I give you the bread? And Reverend Mueller said, come on in. And the orphans had breakfast. He never doubted God. Have he had any need whatsoever? He asked. And not only did he ask, he would posture himself to receive. He knew that God would respond. And whatever he needed, he received. I just got to tell you that this man, over the course of his life, cared for over 10,000 orphans. He provided educational opportunities for the orphans, even at the point that the people in England said, what are you trying to do, raise the poor above their natural station in British life? For real. He established 117 schools that offered Christian education to more than 120,000 kids. You don't think you can do something? Sit at the table. Expect God and ask for what you need. The next thing Jesus said was to seek. Because after we ask, we just don't have to keep asking. Do you ever do that? Sometimes I do too. I keep asking and asking. No, what Jesus said simply was to seek. Now, this is kind of an interesting thing to do. Because God answers our prayers all the time. But if you're looking down or you're not looking around or you're not expecting answers, you don't get them. And yet, it might be right next to you. My sister Debbie, whenever I want to find anything like a long-lost high school friend, I just tell Debbie. And I don't know how she does it, but she searches. And she has all these avenues, and she puts just the right search terms. And she finds anything and anyone. It's amazing to me. I put a search in, and I can't find anything. She puts a search in. She has their name, address. Uh, spouse information, pictures, and if I asked for a shoe size, she probably could get that too. Search. She is the queen of searching. And so God tells us, what must we do? Uh, ask and 
and seek. So you start seeking. Look around you. God has answered a million prayers you didn't even pay attention to. God has blessed you a million ways that you just didn't even know because you didn't seek. How might God have answered our prayers if we could just seek? Start looking around. God is providing the answers to issues that we have, things that you've discussed. God knows what you need. So Jesus first asked us to. Second. Third thing he asked us to do is knock. Now this is interesting too because doors are presented to us. We might be led any number of places, but we got to step out in faith and knock on the door as we seek to get the answers with eyes of faith. When we ask, we ask in faith. When we seek, we seek in faith. And when we knock, we knock in. I knew you knew that answer. We step out and we take a risk by knocking on those doors. I heard a story one Friday, Rabbi Yossi Goldman. He was sitting in his office working. It was Friday afternoon. The secretary's downstairs had all left, and he was the only one left in his building. He was working on his sermon for Shabbat, and he heard the bell ring. And he thought, oh, it's not for me. It's probably somebody who wants to schedule a wedding or probably wants to pay their uh, dues or tithe, so I'm not going to pay attention to that. He had no intention of answering the door, going downstairs, and getting involved with someone else's business. Usually, people didn't show up, but when they did, ugh, it's not for me, so he kept on working. And pretty soon, the bell kept ringing, the bell kept ringing, and then eventually he started knocking. Kind of like Devin's joke. <laughs> and he wouldn't go away. So Rabbi said, oh, maybe it's an emergency. I should go down and check. So he goes down and opens the door, and it's a young man who needed his help. He obviously needed the rabbi's comfort and his care. After the rabbi helped him, before he went on his way, he said, young man, why did you keep knocking? How in the world did you know I was here? And he said, oh, your car was out front. <laughs> Just keep knocking. No matter what you do, you have to keep knocking. Tenacity, determination. If you want to contact God and God wants you to hear, you got to keep knocking. You just do. And this story shows of an impatience. The very act of prayer is beneficial to our inner being, our serenity, our self. And God is there. Keep knocking until the door gets answered. And sometimes you might have to knock on 10 or 15 doors. Anybody here ever sell anything? Like you were a Girl Scout or Boy Scout and you went door to door? Yeah, you'd knock. And sometimes they would answer. Sometimes they would not. Sometimes they would answer and say, get away from my door. Did that deter you from selling your Girl Scout cookies or your Boy Scout popcorn? No. You kept on knocking. You just went to the next door. And this is what God's calling us to do here. Jesus first tells us to. Second, he tells us. And the third, knock and keep on knocking. And some, this is like the most difficult step to keep knocking to keep asking in prayer, to persevere. But it's virtually important if you want to see answers to your prayers. It's been said that a river is, can cut through rock one drip at a time. 
It's not the force of the river, it's the persistence of the dripping that gets the hole in the rock. Do you want to experience more answered prayers? I guess you don't. Thank you, Carol. I mean, it's not rhetorical. It's a real question. Do you want to experience more answered prayers? Thank you, because I'd like for you to then come up here and share with us how God is moving in your life, in what ways God is answering your prayers. Ask God for what you need. Seek ways that God might be answering them and knock on doors of opportunity that are presented to you and keep knocking. Be encouraged in your prayer life despite any obstacles you face. Continue to seek God and God's righteousness. We sang about that this morning. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and God's righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. We sang that this morning. Thank you, Kathy. Hallelujah. You can trust that God has a plan. God has a plan for each of us. God is listening, and Jesus will help us, and the Holy Spirit will guide us if we will go to those doors of faith. And maybe, just maybe, you can be like my once young nephew, Devin, who now is an old man with two children. I hope his kids drive him crazy <laughs> with knock-knock jokes. And never give up. Knock-knock. God wanting to answer your prayers. Amen? Amen? Amen. As we ask and seek and knock, we have to respond. We have to get up out the pews. we got to go on in our lives. And God may be calling you to respond in any number of ways. If you want to respond in your discipleship here, there's a box in the back for your tithe. We have sign-up sheets. Um, Karen Baldwin, where are you? She's so tiny, I didn't see her. There's a sign-up sheet back there for Thornton's shoes and if you're a person who wants to donate shoes there's a shoe tree you'll take off and write your name and you can give shoes whatever way you think God is calling you to respond please do that today so now I'm going to ask you to respond by standing as you're able in body or spirit and let's sing our song of praise together the doxology Be seated as we prepare to celebrate Holy Communion together. Not you, Sharon. You can't be seated. You have to stand up. 2,000 years ago, Jesus ate with sinners. He hung out with people who were scorned. He invites everyone to his table, not those who are worthy, but all of us, given by God's grace. And thank God we do not have to earn our goodness, and our faith. Our sacred worth is God's free gift. And no matter what we've done, no matter our present condition, all are welcome to this table of grace. Communion provides an opportunity for us to confess our sins, to receive forgiveness, and to pledge to lead a new life. You may turn to page 8 in your hymnal or follow the words on the screen as Sharon leads us.
join me? Will you join me as we pray the prayer confession together? We confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And if you'll go to page 12, we'll begin the great thanksgiving. Oh, sorry, Sharon, I didn't let you forgive us. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. Now on page 13, and the words will appear on the screen for us. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give you thanks, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And so with your people on earth and all the company in heaven, we praise your name. We join in their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread. And after he gave you thanks... He broke the bread. And he gave it to his disciples and he said, Take and eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he again took the cup. And after he gave you thanks and praise, he gave the cup to his disciples, and he said, take this cup, all of you, and drink from it. This is the cup of my blood, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of our faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon us gathered here and upon these gifts of bread and wine and make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we might be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. And by your Spirit... Make us one, one with Christ and one with each other and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. It is through your son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit in your holy church. All honor, all glory is yours, almighty God, now and forevermore. Amen.
And now with the confidence of God's children, let us pray the prayer Jesus taught his disciples as we say together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We, as many as we are, when we share in this loaf of bread, is it not a means in sharing in the body of Christ? And when we drink over this common cup, is it not a means in sharing in the blood of Christ? The body of Christ given for all and the blood of Christ shed for all. In the United Methodist Church, we celebrate what we call an open table, which means that anyone and everyone is welcome to come forward and receive. We'll have two stations in front where we will give you a piece of bread and thus say to you, the body of Christ given for you. Some people will respond, amen, thanks be to God. Whatever is on your heart to respond, feel free to do that. And then we will offer to you the cup, the cup of salvation. And although these are little cups, it's a big God who serves you this juice and asks you to remember that you are together one with Christ. So with the usher's help, we'll invite you to come forward to receive Holy Communion, and then you may kneel and pray if you'd like or return to your seat where we'll close with a prayer. Also, if you have any problem getting up, let an usher know, and we will come to you because that's how God would have us do in serving one another. The table's been made ready. Please come.
now I'm on. Let's pray together. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. So we generally end our time together with an invitation for discipleship, and that is simply our mission statement. It is how we lead our lives outside these doors. Will you join me as we say that together? The mission of Holotus Hills United Methodist Church is to make new disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. That's a big job, new disciples. Well, you've been fed, you've been sustained, and now you are empowered to go forth into the world to do that very work because Jesus needs new disciples. Can I get an amen? Amen, amen to that. Now, if you would like to join this church as a member, then I would invite you to come forward during the singing of this, our final hymn. It is Sweet Hour of Prayer mm. on page 496 in your United Methodist hymnal, or you can look at the screen and they will give us the words. There it is, Sweet Hour of Prayer. We'll do verses 1 and 3. It has indeed been a sweet hour of prayer. Thank you for coming here to worship God together. I pray that this week will bless you as you go forth and have a holiday on Monday, I hope. But before that, we have a planning meeting at 1230 in the park building, so please come back. We also have amazing um, Sunday school classes offered to you between the hour, and I'll be in my office with Krispy Kreme donuts. <laughs> I know. It's a hardship, but somebody's got to do it for y'all. I'll take the hit, okay? So if you feel like you want to join me there, join me in my office there. Go forth with the peace of Christ that surpasses all understanding as you carry the light of Christ within you to make new disciples of Jesus. Don't let anything detour you. Don't let anything keep you down. Keep on asking, seeking, and knocking. Amen? Amen. Go forth in peace.